Father, we do thank you this morning for the word of the living God. We thank you that the word of God can never, never fail. We stand upon that solid rock this day and we thank you that you've not only blessed us, but you've set us free. And Father, I thank you this day we'll walk in the blessings of God. We'll operate exactly in the victory that Jesus Christ has given us. We'll understand this day revelation in the word of God. We thank you not only for the hand of the Lord on me, but on the people here right in their seat to be blessed by Almighty God. Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise God. Turn with me, if you will, to Galatians the fifth chapter. Galatians, the fifth chapter. Praise God. Now this morning I want to talk to you about the kingdom of God, but I want to talk to you about something that's always very important, and that is faith and love. Now faith and love are God's Siamese twins. They're joined together. At birth, do you know the birth of faith and the birth of love came right out of God to you? Hallelujah. Praise God. If any man be in Christ, he is a new kind of man. What kind of man is he? He's born with the faith of God in him. The love of God shed abroad in his heart. I mean, bless God. How many of you know faith works by love? Most folks don't even understand that scripture. Praise God. But do you know that it is impossible to please God without faith? Amen. Hebrews eleven six. Well, he goes on to say, now listen to me. Impossible to please God without faith because you must believe what? That he is and that he's a rewarder. You got to believe that he wants to reward you. That's the love he has for you. If you don't understand that, you'll always be trying to please God and you won't ever make it. Well, I'm trying to do my best, Brother Soul. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm doing all I can. Well, this isn't about what you can do. This is what Jesus has already done, finished, that you need to walk in. See, he's already given you everything you need for life and godliness. But now you've got to understand it. Praise God. So let's look at the Siamese twins this morning. Faith and love. Galatians 5, look in the fourth verse. He's writing to born again Christians. Born again, filled with the Holy Ghost. He writes to them, fourth verse, Christ has become of no effect to you. It ain't done you any good. Whosoever you are that are justified by law, you're fallen from grace. Well, what does he mean? Well, that's where 99% of the body of Christ is right there. They've fallen from grace. They have made the grace of God of no effect. What do you mean? Well, they're trying to work out something to please God. Everybody thinks, well, I've got to do this, then God will do that. Well, that ain't so. God's already done everything you need. He's already handled it. But you've got to understand something here. Now, he wants you to operate in faith. In faith in what? We'll read in just a minute. But he, listen to him again. Now, 
He said, Christ has become of no effect. I mean, it ain't done you no good. How many Christians do you know that, that you can't tell them from sinners? Huh? They do. They live just any way they want to because they don't know any better. They live under condemnation all their Christian life because they've made a mistake since they've been saved. You know, God ain't interested in your mistakes. It don't bother Him one bit. Oh, Brother Sullivan, you don't mean that, do you? I mean that. I know that. Do you know God don't get mad at you? See, we write songs, doodle-doodle-doo, some kind of old piece of song. Uh, God's going to get you for that. And they'll get up in church and sing such a piece of trash as that. And folks will get that in there thinking, well, I've done this wrong since I've been saved. I've done this. I've done this. All your works are as filthy rags. All you're trying to please God... That's works. That's you trying to do it. You need to understand something, bless God, that you won't be trying to be justified by what you've done, how you live, what you can do, how you treated your wife. Well, he's supposed to do this and he's supposed to do it. Yeah, that's right. But I believe when a man understands he's got the love of God in him, he can show it. He can't show something he don't have. If he don't think that, if he thinks he is not pleasing to God, he can't operate in the love of God. Can't do it. It ain't no way. Long as he's trying to get God's blessing on something. See, when I come around charismatic people, they're always talking about, well, it's kind of like a checker game. You move, then God will move. You do this and you're pleasing to God, then He'll move. God's done move. God's done finished everything you need for life and godliness in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now listen to Him. Christ has become of no effect whatsoever you are justified by the law. You done fell from grace. What are you talking about the law? You trying to please God. You trying to obtain favor with God. You trying to get the blessings of God some kind of way. Some kind of way. How? By me right, my right living. By what I've done. You didn't fail from grace. You depended on you. You need to get out of you. You need to get out of you and get in Christ and see what Jesus has done. Now listen to him. Fifth verse. For we, through the Spirit, wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. How many of you know your right standing with God depends on what? By faith. Faith in what? For in Jesus Christ neither, neither, neither circumcision availeth anything, don't mount to a hill of beans, nor uncircumcision. Don't mount a hill of beans. Whether you, whether you are, see, he's talking about the law and you trying to please God. For it doesn't mount to anything but faith which worketh by love. What's going to please God? 
All this stuff we're trying to do. Oh, we're trying to feed the hungry. We're trying, see, all that's right. We ought to do that out of a heart of love. That's right to feed the hungry, the poor. We're to see, you, you know, and help people and do all these kind of things. But if you ain't doing them to please God. If you're doing it to please God, that's you trying to work. That's you trying to accomplish something. That's you trying to obtain favor with God. If you're doing it to get God's favor, how many of you know you already been made a favorite with God? It ain't nothing you can do about it. You say, well, what if I fail? What if you do? Do you know that's not going to affect God one way or the other? See, God believes that Jesus Christ stood for you. He believes that Jesus Christ handled every sin that you'll ever commit. He believes, bless God, you're forgiven for eternity. You'll never have anything held against you. How come? My faith, my faith's got to be in something. Now let me read you a translate. One, if you attain, if you're attached to Jesus Christ, the only thing important is faith that works through love. Rest this, rest this stuff ain't worth 15 cents. Now let me read you another New English Bible said, faith inspired by love. Fenton said, uh, faith energized by love. Now you, you, you ain't understanding what I'm saying. I know you ain't. Hallelujah. Translators New Testament, faith empowered by love. Now listen to Hudson's translation. Faith set in operation. By Christ's love. Now let me tell you something. Here's what your faith's got to be in is how much God loved you. How much He loves you right now when you're a failure. Well, this first time I've been to church in six months, that ain't bothered God. That bothers preachers trying to add, put something on the board up here. How many have come today? How much offering we took up today? You ever been to churches like that? That's you trying to do something. That's you trying to please God. How many of you know God's already pleased with you because of Jesus? But brother, son, you don't understand. I fail. That don't bother God. He's covered your failures, past, present, and future. Do you know the anointing of God to live in victories on your every day and your every tomorrow? God's in love. Let me read that again. Faith set in operation. How's, it going, how's my faith going to be in operation? By Christ's love for me. He's in love. Can't help it. He just got to do something good for me. He's sitting around figuring up any kind of way he can bless me. He's sitting around figuring up, well, bless God. I've already blessed them with everything that heaven itself enjoys. It's already now. There's right now. It is my good pleasure to give them the kingdom. We've boiled it down to a handful of money and a new car and some kind of something he blessed you with. That's side issues. Let me tell you something. The best thing you can have is wake up happy. Wake up with the joy of God. Wake up knowing I trust God. How can I trust God and everything? Know how much He loved me. 
How much he was in love with me. How much was he in love with me? He sent Jesus Christ to the cross. Hallelujah. How much did he love me? He took all my sin. How much did he love me? He, he totally forgave me forever. Do you know your sins over in the Old Testament? He said he's going to one day, he's going to dismiss them as far as the east is from the west. It can't never come back around. Well, Brother Sullen, you know, you talk to folks like that and you'll have folks doing anything. Why, folks are going to do anything anyway. How come God don't want you drinking beer? Huh? Oh, my God, you go to hell for that. No, you ain't. How come he don't want you smoking cigarettes? Oh, my God, someone see you with a cigarette? Oh, my God. See, we, got, we, 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 we categorize sin. Do you know sin's done been paid for? You know why I don't want you to drink beer? You wake up in the morning with a headache. You ever had a hangover? Huh? Man, I've listened to Johnny Cash saying, Sunday morning coming down a menu Sunday morning. How come he don't want you smoking cigarettes? Them things cause cancer. Them things... When I got saved, I had a cancer on my lip, a V cut in there. Just fit them Marlboros. I done been to Marlboro country. Why he want you smoking cigarettes? Why don't he want you to stay in strife? Why don't he want, he knows it'll keep you mad and you can't receive from God. Why does he want you to walk in love? Because love never does fail. That's your ultimate weapon. It's the doomsday weapon that blew that old man you was out of there and put a brand new man in you, one full of Almighty God. You hear folks talking about when you get before God, He's going to open the books and all that kind of stuff. You know what He's going to open? The Lamb's Book of Life and say, My God, I was well pleased with you. Said, He ain't keeping up. He ain't keeping up with all I've sinned, all I've failed, how I've mistreated, how I was done this way, how I didn't do this. No, he ain't keeping up a bit of it. Your account book was nailed to the cross and it was closed. You don't have an account with God but one. The Lamb's book of life. You're going to walk before God and he said, my God, I'm well pleased with you. You receive my son Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So, he says there, For Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision mounts to a hill of beans, but faith that worketh by love. Faith and love are God's Siamese twins. They are connected by the heart. Are you listening to me? Praise God. Faith, now listen to me. How's this faith going to work? Faith in me understanding how much God loves me. If you don't know how much God loves you, you ain't going to walk in faith. Every time, every time you make a mistake, you'll get under condemnation. Every time you fail, you'll look back, my God, God ain't pleased with that. I'm not up here teaching you and telling you God's pleased with you failing. God don't say, oh my God, I'm so happy they failed. No, God's not like that. But God's so pleased with you. He's already paid for that failure. He's done paid for that sin. He's done paid for you missing it. 
Amen. It's done paid for. He don't know it. See, Christians don't know it, but God believes the blood of Jesus was enough to handle the whole deal. Oh, brother, son, what am I going to do? I feel so bad. I quit getting into you. Get into God. Find out who he has made you, that he's complete, completed you, that you're now well pleasing to God. I'm not trying to please God. I am pleasing. Amen. My faith's got to be in how much he loved me. Praise God. How much God loves me. Romans 14, 17 said the kingdom of God's not meat and drink, not things, but what? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy and the word grace is same root word. Means the unconditional love of God with no strings attached. What has God got for me? Righteousness, peace, and joy. Grace. What is grace? Unconditional love of God with no strings attached. He ain't sitting up there waiting to pull your string when you fail. Failure don't bother God. Do you understand that? Failure's not the problem. The problem is we need to have faith in how much God loves us. God's so loved. You know when someone so loves? Huh? Man, he so loves. I mean, he's so in love. God just can't help it. God's in so love. Man, he so loves you that he just gave his best. Well, I'm trying to please him. Well, you ought to please him. But you trying to do it for the wrong reasons is wrong. I'm trying to please God or even if you're trying to give finances. Well, I'm giving this where God will bless me back. No, that's works. That's you trying to get God's favor. You are a favorite with God. Huh? How many of you know God never told Abraham to start tithing? He never did tell Abraham to start tithing. Abraham done that on his own. How come he done that? Because he loved God. He loved God and God done told him, old man, I'm going to let you have a child in your old age and that old wrinkled Face prune woman you got there with stinking breath. Bless God, I'm gonna have you gonna have a child. You gonna have one. My God. He realized how much my God loved me. I want to give him. God didn't tell him to. He started tithing. Gave the male Kesdek. You know what God sent his his high priest down here from heaven? You know what he told me, uh, uh, Abraham? Melchizedek said, Abram, you're of the Most High God. You're blessed of Almighty God. You are now possessor of heaven and earth. Jesus said, whatever my father has is mine. You need to realize God's done give you the kingdom. God's given you the greatest deal that the creator of the universe can make. Here it is. Here it is, the best deal you can have. Nobody, no president, no king, nothing can make the deal I'm offering you. I'm offering you the best thing. You can live in the kingdom of God and there's righteousness, peace. You can have joy. You can have all these things, unconditional love. And if you fail, I still love you and I'll not get mad at you. 
unconditional love. No strings attached. No stipulation. No stipulation. No, you do this and then God will do that. Now, if you please God, man, God will do this for you. Now, if you obey God, I had heard a fellow on TV teaching on Zoe. Man, he taught good, and I thought, my God, ain't this something he's going to teach on the life and nature of God? And he got down there, and he finally said, well, a third of you is God. And then he said, now, you get this stuff to work by obedience. If you disobey, I'm telling you, God is not worried about your disobedience. He's not worried about your failure. Do you know sin can't even separate you from God? See, we need a righteousness conscious rather than a sin conscious, failure conscious. Amen? Hallelujah. So God ain't got any stipulation, no strings attached to His love. Love has finished the work for you. It's a finished work. God's not going to do anything else. Do you know He wants you healed? Well, when's He going to do it? He's already done it. By stripes you were healed, not going to be. Called up to the hospital this morning, check on a fella, friend of mine. They told him last week, they said, at the most, you got two months. At the most, you got two months to live. Good man. Good man. Don't know anything about this. Listen, you can help folks that don't know some stuff. Anyway, I sent Rex and, and Brian up there. They prayed for him. This morning, a, a, a nurse answered and said, well, he's going home this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, he done some things wrong. He mistreated his wife. He drank and he done a lot of that. Yeah, he was Baptist saved, if you know what I mean. He'd accepted the Lord. Yeah, but he ain't done right. That's right, he sure didn't. He failed. Yes, he did. Don't bother God. He believed the blood of Jesus paid for it. And I ain't gonna tell him no different. Amen. I'm not going to run around and say, well, I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. Ask 90% of the Christians. They'll, believe, they'll tell you that. Well, that's the biggest lie ever been spewed out of hell. You ain't a sinner. You're a saint. You're a son of God in right standing with Almighty God. We need to have faith. Faith that works by love. Faith in what? That God loves me so much I don't care what I've done. He wipes that out. Hallelujah. And gives me all the blessings of God. I'm doing better preaching than y'all amen in this morning. See, in Matthew 16, 19, he said, this is the way the kingdom works. He said, I'll give you the keys to the kingdom. I'm going to give you the keys of heaven to unlock any door. Healing, prosperity, deliverance, your whole family getting saved, all this. Understand? Praise God. I'm going to give you this kingdom. I'm going to give you the keys to unlock this thing. Understanding the kingdom of God, how it works, and knowing how much God loves you. See, the kingdom of God works one way. By faith? No, by love. 
How am I going to get in on this love? How am I? By faith, I enter into the grace wherein we stand. I just trust God and how much He loves me. You wait till one of your child's laying there with 105 fever and then figure out how much God loves me. If you don't know that, you better carry him to the doctor. How much God love you? How much He loved me so much that Jesus died for me. When? While I was yet a sinner, He died for me. While I was a heathen, while I was cussing God. Huh? Yeah, but this old boy ain't living right. God so love who? The world, not us good Christian folks. What's got all these cliches down pat that we know how to talk right and sound religious. I don't guess anything disturbs me any more than religion. Folks come in here this morning, we playing at a party's going on. Most of them will think, my God, where am I at? Think I was down at the beer joint. Well, ain't no use in them heathens having all the music. Amen. Mary Dean and Austin up the other night. You know what I played after I, I pronounced a man and wife? I played, bless God, when a man loves a woman. We pin money on it. You don't, t- don't tell me. I want my wife to know how much I love. God wants you to know how much he loves you. He wants you to know. He wants you to have faith that his love won't never fail you. It won't never fail you. Well, I need this. I need a new car. How am I going to get it? Well, let's see if I can get another job. Trust God. God wants you driving a good car. God wants you having everything. See, you you can't get what belongs to you that Jesus died for unless you understand how much he loves you. You can't do it. You can't operate there. It ain't no way. Hallelujah. Faith in God's in love. God's in love. He can't help it. He just got to do something good for you. Why? Because, because he's not going to give you this, 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 and this. He's already give you something, bless God. I mean, he planned this thing before the foundation of the earth. Amen? He's got it handled already. He's got every tomorrow you have. He's marked on it victory. He's marked on every one of days that sickness tried to get on you. He's got healing on it. Well, I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do about this. Well, think about how much God loves you. Then trust in His faith in how much He loves you. What if you understood how much He loved you? One translation said, God was personally present in Christ, hugging the world to Himself. I got a sermon, God's hug. God's hugged. He's already hugged you to Himself. He's not going to. He's already done it. He wants you operating in how much He loves you. Galatians 2.20 I was crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Now it's not I that lives, but it's Christ that lives in me. How do I live? I live now by the faith of the Son of God. What? Who loved me. Who loved me. I live by the faith of the Son of God. Who loved me. See, your faith's got to be in, in how much He loves you. Let me read you Ben Johnson. My pseudo self which tries to get a relationship 
with God by keeping rules has been nailed to Christ's cross. My authentic self has come alive. Yet I'm not in isolation. I am united to Christ and I keep trusting in His love for me. Especially as it went into action for me on the cross. What am I doing? I'm trusting in His love. See, where's my faith? In His love. Not in what I can do. Not in works of righteousness which we have done. But by His love. By His grace. He saved us. Unconditional love. Yeah, but you don't know what I've done. I don't even care. You want to sit around and talk about your past. How I've done this. How I've done this. How I failed. I've tried and tried, but I can't be pleading. You talk, that's junk. You don't understand how much God loves you. You don't understand how much He's forgiven you. Well, brother, so I... Uh, that ain't the way I've been trained. Yeah, you've been trained wrong. You've been trained wrong. You ain't trained. You, you don't believe in the cross of Christ. You don't believe in what he, how much He loves you. When you believe in how much He loves you, you can get anything He's got. Let me tell you something. I can get in God's cookie jar anytime I want to. How come? I know He loves me. The lids already took off. It is His good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Hallelujah. Yet I am not isolated. I'm in union with Christ and I keep trusting in His love for me. Look what that do to your faith. If you know someone's in love with you, you can get anything they got. When I was a heathen, we say, well, I got the ending sign on her. She's in love. You understand what I'm saying? She's in love. She can't help it. I mean, I call her at 2 o'clock in the morning, and I say, meet me outside in the front door. She's there. How come she's in love? The girl can't help it. The girl can't help it. You listening to me? How come she's in love? You understand that? Man, when I was in Arizona, I was preaching out there before me and Brenda married, and I'd call her, my, my, my telephone bill for three days was 800 and something dollars. I give that phone back to them folks too. How come? I'd call her and turn on one of them Michael Bolton songs. Huh? What am I going to do without you? You say, why? A preacher stand up talking about that. Why? I ain't no use in them heathens out there having everything good. I tell you what, we like to listen to those things. I tell you on the front, praise God. And if it hair lips every religious preacher in the world, it just have to hair lip them. Amen. Amen. I don't care. I don't care. Michael Bolton sang one, Ave Maria. Oh, man. I'd play that and listen. Me and Brenda would listen to it over the phone. He had one, How Can I Touch You? 
Son, I done touched her heart then. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. She done fell head over heels, up in love. Two o'clock in the morning, I pick up the phone, call her. She's waiting. It didn't have to ring but one time. How come she's sitting on ready? You understand that? God's sitting on ready. I ain't got to bawl and squall and beg, hoop, holler, try to get God's attention. The minute I say, Jesus, he's listening. The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open unto their prayers. He's in love. Every time you read about love, I, all through there I, I read about love and it talks about uh, love and faith. Faith and love. Faith and love. Praise God. John three sixteen. God so loved. That means he loved you so. Say it any way you want to. God is in love. He's so in love. He's so in love. He's in love so. Who with? See, faith believes. Faith knows, faith trusts how much God loves me, that I'm a favorite. Oh, I'm special. I'm a hot shot with God. How did I get to be that way? Because I done this, done that, I obeyed, done all these. No, not by works of righteousness, which you done, but by the precious holy blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He's already made you a favorite. I mean, by the holy blood of God. He's done made you a favorite and said, I love you. I love you so much, I annihilated everything against you. It ain't nothing against you. Past sins, present sins, future sins. Do you know sin can't separate you from God? Turn with me, if you will, to Romans, the eighth chapter. Back a couple of doors. Romans 8. Anybody got your shouting clothes on? If you ain't, you got time to go change and get in some overhauls. Romans 8, 37. Nay. You know what nay is? That's horse talk for no. No. All these things, we are more than a conqueror. How? Through him that loved us. How are you a conqueror? See, you've got to understand how much he loves you. See, we, we say God is love. God ain't just God is love. The kingdom of God ain't just love. God's in love. Amen. He's, how many of you know you are his beloved? You're his beloved. You're his bride. Do you know how much he loves his bride? Nay, in all these things we're more than a conqueror through him that loved us. 38th verse, for he's persuaded, what you persuaded of, that neither death, life, angels, principalities, nor powers, nor things present, things to come, nor heights or depths or any other creature shall what? Be able to separate me from the love of God. No failure, no sin, no mistake. Well, Brother Soul, I was married to a good man. I just didn't treat him right. No mistake. Don't bother God. Nothing can't separate you because God's in love with you. Now, you've got to trust in that love. Faith worketh by how much Jesus Christ loved us and went to the cross. 
What he did on the cross, the death, the burial, descending into hell, how did he do that? He done that for me as my substitute. He was made sin for us who knew no sin. Why? That you could be in the right standing with God. Your standing with God depends on one thing. Well, how I act. Why? See, we works. We get a fellow saved by grace, and then we put him to working, trying to please God, <laughs> trying to do something to obtain favor with God. See, that's Old Testament. Most Christians don't even know the Old Testament wasn't even written to them, written to them Jews. Say, well, you don't read that? Yeah, I read that. It's good examples. A lot of it. But my faith, my faith, my trust has got to be in how much God loved me, sent Jesus Christ to the cross, paid every debt against me, annihilated everything against me, and put me in right standing with God. Well, what's going to keep you there? The love of God. Same love that got you there is going to keep you there. Do you know nobody can't get you out of God's hands? Yeah, but I backslid. You know, that ain't even a New Testament term. Do you know that? That's Old Testament junk. See, we've been, you know what we got officers down at the front of the church here? Well, I can get you down here to squall and bawl and keep you sin conscious, failure conscious, get you down there to begging God to forgive you and all that kind of stuff. Man, the minute you do something wrong, confess it and head on. Don't hang around junk. Don't hang around failure. He said, there is therefore now no condemnation to those that's in Christ. What does that mean? There ain't no condemning voice. Anything condemns you, spewed out of hell. Well, God will correct you. Yeah, if he loves you, he'll tell you the word of God. I heard a preacher talking about one time God broke his leg trying to get his attention. Why, you a harebrained. You ain't got enough sense. They ought to come got you in out of the rain. The deacons did. Heard another preacher talking about God will dangle you over a cliff and, and he'll almost drop you till you make up your mind you're going to do what's right. And then he'll get up there and tell you about how much money you need to send to him. Y'all not send a dime to them kind of folks. They spewing out hell. They're lying on your daddy. They're telling a lie. God has already, he's already obtained through Jesus Christ every bit of the love he can show you. Nothing. Heights, depths, angels, devils, depths, heights, no sin, no failure, nothing can separate you from the love of God. See, your faith needs to be in the love. My faith needs to be in how much he loved me. Not me trying to please him. Well, I try to do the best I can. I got a letter the other day. A fellow told me, what did he say? He said, I'm trying to do better. Yeah. I wrote him back and told him, well, you're a flop. You're a failure. You'll never do it. Ain't nothing you can do to please God. Well, nothing you could do if you'd done, you could already please him. You can't please God. How are you going to please God? Huh? By the way you act? What about when you don't act right? Oh, you're not pleasing him. Oh, he's mad then. God's going to get you for that. See, that's, that's ignorance. Gone to seed. God's pleased with you because of Jesus. 
Jesus died for me. While I was yet a sinner, he died for me. He was made sin from us who knew no sin that we could be made the very righteousness of God. If I fail, nothing's gonna separate me from the love of God. God's in love. If Brenda makes 40 mistakes this evening, bless God, I'm still in love. I'm not carrying her out on the highway with a suitcase. Say, get out. That's enough of this. I've had all I've had all I can stand. See, that ain't the love of God. I've put up with all I can put up with. That ain't love. That ain't God. He said over in Malachi 3, 6, I'm the Lord thy God. I change not. He ain't gonna change it. He don't get mad at you one day and happy enough. Well, I'm happy he done good today. Oh, man, I'm happy. He's happy because Jesus died for you. He's happy because Jesus showed his love on the cross. He's happy for that. Not because of what you did. Boy, I'm doing way better than y'all amen and again. Yeah. See, old, old Testament, he said, delight yourself in the Lord. What'll he do? He'll give you desires of your heart. Huh? When I married Brenda, I didn't say, now Brenda, now I'll tell you what, if you make me a good wife, I'm gonna give you this land right over here. I got an 80 right back yonder and I got a 100 here and I got a 200 over, I got, you know, look here, I got a new truck, a car, uh, uh, you know, I got a little hot rod red car. I'm gonna let you drive it if you do good. I'm gonna let you drive it. Guess what? Once a week, I'm going to give you a card and you can put gas in it. <laughs> See, that's funny to you. Like, that's why if you, if you please God, he's going to do something for you. He's already done something for you. Before I married Brenda, I signed a piece of paper. I gave her everything I had. Had it notarized. You know, this is God's notarized right there. He said he's already inspected you and approved of you. He likes you. He's in love with you. I ain't giving her nothing. I don't give her everything. It was God's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God's inspired. You know what inspires God? You want me to tell you what inspires God? You want me to tell you? Are y'all listening? God is inspired by his love for you. He's done got inspired. That's not, ain't nothing else going to inspire him. He's, got, he's inspired. Why? By his love for you. The love that he has for you inspires him. Not how you live, didn't live, how you done good, how you tried to be the best, tried to do it. Well, I try to tell folks about the Lord. I got a bumper sticker on my car. Well, ain't you something. Well, what do you got on your... I've got a fish. I never did know what that fish stood for. It's some kind of religious doings. I don't know what it is. But I ain't putting one on my car. Because I don't like to be associated with religious people. Do you know what I seen them the other day? I seen them on TV. It's on National News. They were, religious people were protesting against uh, 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 people that died in, 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 in Iraq. Said, you're under the curse. That's the biggest lie ever been told. Jesus Christ took your curse. 
He became a curse for us, written, curse everyone, hang on three. He's done took your curse. You know, one time them folks, them folks jumping up and down about abortion. I put me a yellow ribbon on me. Folks say, what you wearing that yellow ribbon? I said, I'm protesting against them idiots that's protesting against abortion. Say, you believe in abortion? No, I don't believe in abortion. But I ain't fixed to down some little old girl that's made a mistake. For God so loved, he wants to help them. I had a girl tell me, said, I've had so many abortions, I don't know how many I've had. Said, what am I going to do about it? I said, I wake up feeling guilty all the time about it. She just got saved, filled with the Holy Ghost. She woke up one morning, and God spoke to her. Said, them kids you had aborted. Said, when you get to heaven, you're going to get to raise them. Now there's the love of God. See, we've been looking to uh, point the finger at somebody. Well, you hadn't done right. You, one girl, I was preaching out in Alabama, and she got even with me, had a little baby, said, baby never has moved, never has done anything. Uh, uh, what's wrong, cerebral palsy? Uh, uh, said, I don't have faith to be, get her healed. I said, well, I got enough faith for both of us. What's wrong with her? I said, well, my preacher told her, she's told me this. And you know, she went back to that church now the pre, you know, people's nuts. Do you know that? They're, they're intelligent. Well, Granny went there. Well, Granny'd have enough sense to get out of there, go to preaching some junk. Told her, told this girl, said the reason your baby is born with cerebral palsy, you was promiscuous when you was young. I said, well, what do you want me to do? said, I don't know. said, I, I, I want my baby healed. I said, you know how much God loves? Well, I know he ain't pleased with me. Well, how are you going to get anything from God thinking he's not pleased with you? Huh? That's dumb. That's dumb. Went to seed. Got 11 D's on it. Dumb. Ignorant. I said, I got enough faith for both of us. I laid hands on the little baby, raised up, and started moving around, praise God. Next night, next night was Wednesday night. I was preaching out in Alabama, and the next night is Wednesday night. I said, where's that little girl uh, 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 prayed for? Oh, she went back to her church. That's like going to get help up here at Little Rock, and then you come down here, and you got sick again, so you went over here to El Dorado Rag over here at this hospital. Huh? That's ignorance. If God wants to show you something, He wants to show you out of the Bible. You know, most folks couldn't turn to Romans if, if you had to without looking up the index in the front of it. So neither death, life, no sin, no failure, no whatever you've done is going to affect anything. What? Because faith works by how much He loved me. Praise God. Praise God. Turn with me, if you will, to Ephesians, the second chapter. Galatians and Ephesians. Y'all getting anything out of this? Ephesians, the second chapter. We're starting the fourth verse. Hallelujah. But God, who is rich. How many know he's rich? What's he rich in? Judgment. Uh-uh. Mercy. For his great love, wherein he loved us. He's rich in that. You know what rich is? 
That's more than enough. Whatever comes up, he's got more love than you, you, than you need. Fifth verse, even when we were dead in sins, he quickened or made us alive with Christ by grace, God's unconditional love, you're saved. How come we can start out in the unconditional love of God and then try to work to please him? Huh? That's ignorance. Raised us up. Sixth verse, set together in heavenly places. How many of you know you're already in heavenly places? You won't need to be set in there when you get to heaven. You're set, set together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus that through the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace, unconditional love, his kindness towards us. See, eighth verse, for by grace you saved. How? Through faith. Faith in what? Faith in what? In his love. He goes on to say, not by works that you have done, not by any way you've tried to please God. Ask 90% of the people out there in the world that's, that's not even say, are you going to heaven? Yeah, how come you're going to heaven? Well, I try to live, right? Then you get over in Christianity, you please God? Yeah, I'm trying to. Well, are you doing it? Well, most of the time. See, and then preachers get up and preach you under sin, demon of alcohol, demon of drug, and abortion. You got all kind of sins to keep you conscious of sin instead of telling you the righteousness and the love of God's heart. You, the apple of his eye. Third chapter of Ephesians. 17th verse. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. You know what faith is? Trusting in something. That's just trusting in something. Trusting in what? That Christ may dwell in your hearts in faith, but you being rooted and grounded in love. You need to be rooted and grounded in love. And what do you mean? How much He loves you. Not in how much He's going to get you. He's already got you. He got you with the love of God. He said the love of God constraineth us, not by judging people and pointing your finger at someone who missed something. Amen. That Christ may dwell in your heart by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what's the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ. What is it? It passes knowledge. It's beyond anything you can think of. You can't even think up how good he loves you. You ain't got sense enough to figure it out. It's beyond anything you can even think of. Well, I know he loves me. He loves me. Oh, he's in love. Agape means in love. In love. 19th verse. Know the love of Christ surpasses knowledge. That what? You can be filled with all the fullness of God. Do you know you can't be filled with the fullness of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost unless Christ lives in your heart by faith, in your heart by faith. Faith in what? How much He loves you. Rooted and grounded in it. He loves me. Well, I fail. Well, get your mind off of failure. Get your mind off of sin. Sin's paid for. Yeah, God turned His back on Jesus on the cross because He couldn't look at sin. How many of you ever heard that? That's spewed out of hell. God's looking at him all the way. 
He's looking at you, ain't he? Did he see you when he sinned? Yeah. Did he turn his back and just walk off and leave you? No. What's he going to do? The love of Christ constraineth us. Love of God. If you understand that, I run to God. I don't run from God when I mess up. I run to God and confess it and press on towards the mark of the high calling of God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. In Matthew 25, 34, at the judgment seat of Christ. Now listen to him. King James. Come, ye blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Come inherit this. I done prepared it. When can I operate in it? Now. It's my good pleasure to give you the kingdom now. I want you to know how much I love you. I've given you everything you need for life and godliness. It's yours now. Praise God. That's all I told Rex and them. Go up there and tell that fellow God loves him. He said, I got saved when I was a kid. Didn't do him a bit of good. Like he said a while ago. Makes, if you don't know the love of God, it makes, makes the word of God of no effect for you. It don't do you a bit of good. It ain't do you no good. How come? Don't know the love of God. Amen. Praise God, praise God. At the judgment seat of Christ, come ye blessed of the Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the earth. Do you know God's already prepared this thing for you? The kingdom of God is for you. He wants you operating out of the kingdom, not out of the world system. He's got a system here of love. It operates how? By faith. I get into the love of God. I'm telling you, when you put it in God's hand, my faith grabs God. But when I grab him, something bigger than me grabs me. Called the grace of God. The unconditional love. Well, what are you going to do about it? I'm going to live in it. I'm going to live in it. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Well, 1 Thessalonians, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy. All these Timothys, 4th chapter, 3rd chapter, all that through there. Romans, all of them mention faith and love in the same passage. Look them up. Every time you read it, it said, blessed are you that are in faith and love. He told him over in Thessalonica, said, you don't need nobody to teach you about faith. How come? Because you walk in the love of God. Walk in how much God loves you. What if trouble come up and God just appeared to you and hugged you? Said, I ain't letting nothing happen to you. Well, you know, I've died and my life is now hid with Christ in God. You got God's hug now. Praise God. You know, the disciples said, uh, uh, Lord, increase our faith. He said, your faith ain't nothing but a servant to you. It's to serve you. See, increase our faith. How am I going to do that? You got to know how much God loves you. You got to understand that. Praise God. Why don't you turn with me and we'll read one more scripture before we close. Hebrews, the 13th chapter. 
Hebrews, the 13th chapter. Anybody got the shouting clothes on? Now listen to him, the 20th verse, 13, 20. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus. How did he do it? That great shepherd of sheep, how? Through the blood of the everlasting covenant. How did he bring them? Through the blood of the everlasting covenant. What's he going to do? 21st verse, going to make you perfect. Do you know you perfect in God's sight? Huh? Make you perfect in every good work to do his will. Working in you that which is well pleasing in his sight. He's working something in you. You know you're well pleasing in God's sight? How come? Because he's the one created you. You were created out of the love of Almighty God. Can you say amen? Fully equipped with every unconditional love. No matter what comes up. Praise God. Our God, he's in love. Praise God. Well, glory, you get anything out of this? Amen. 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 Amen.